Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the Best NFT Media Nominated NFT and Chill Podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we will be talking about the hotly debated royalty discussion with NFT marketplaces. And this week we have Jamie Parmenter from Real Nifty. And this should be a great discussion. We're going to go kind of both sides with it and just give a bunch of opinions, some solutions, and talk about the future of marketplaces in this space. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. All right, we're back to the show. Who I have with me this week is Jamie Parmenter. We're going to be talking a little bit about NFT marketplaces and some issues as more and more keep popping up. Jamie, you want to give yourself an introduction? Sure. Uh, Thanks, Ty, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Yeah, so my name is Jamie, and I'm the CEO of uh, Real Nifty. I actually got into the web free space about a couple of years ago now. Before that, I was more a music-based background and, and business featured in Web2. And I gradually got more into more the technology behind that. And over time, I kind of wanted to learn more about the technology, which led me to purchase uh, my first NFT, which was a physical, digital, vinyl and NFT, which was released by the Kings of Leon. It just really excited me. And so I started writing more articles on that, which got me more into the web free space. Some of my quotes got picked up by the BBC website. Then I found myself thrown full throttle into uh, web free. And I've just been growing and learning and uh, building ever since. That's quite the journey into Web3. Digging right into it, you know, there's been a lot of the last few weeks, people tweeting about it, talking about it in Twitter spaces and this big uproar. You know, more and more, there is going to be these marketplaces popping up, you know, whether they're going to try and compete with OpenSea or whether they're going to kind of fill a niche. The issue is, is with artist royalties. Definitely a hot button issue. And we're going to dive into it today. So Jamie, how much do you know about what's going on with this discussion that's being had? Yeah, I mean, it's an extremely interesting topic. And and like you say, Ty, there's a lot of marketplaces that are popping up at the moment, lots of different ideas, lots of different niches in which they are creating competition, which is is good in, in some respects. And obviously, it brings with it some ideas that might not actually suit other people. So if we take it back to the other week, there was a massive topic on Twitter. Twitter was a blaze of this conversation about some NFT marketplaces are not honoring the creator royalties uh, specified in smart contracts. And it was a really interesting chat. Specifically, there was a lot of chat around non-royalty marketplaces, such as Pseudo AMM. There's another platform called Your that, again, is a non-royalty marketplace. There's another one called Solana Art, which is a little bit different. It actually gives you the freedom to choose whether or not you pay royalties. Obviously, there was a lot of back and forth about this as curators and creatives were kicking in with the fact that they want to be paid on the secondary market. But the thing it all comes down to is it's not really a new issue. Royalties are not enforced by the NFT contracts themselves. They can only basically suggest what the royalties are. 
So because they're not actually enforced in the marketplaces, users can basically mint through the marketplace or through their own contracts, such as Manifold. And if it's sold on a marketplace that they minted it on, for example, that means that they will be able to get royalties from that. But if they decide to go to another marketplace with royalties are not currently enforceable, it's a different story. You might not be able to get those uh, royalties back from that. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation to dive into. You know, I saw a tweet that said, you know, we're no longer under a monarchy. You know, the monarchy thing aside, somebody did create that art. In the real world, when an artist sells a painting and then it gets sold again, I don't think they get royalties from that. So it's definitely a debate. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon as there's going to be like this worldwide agreement or even something unilateral. It's all about a personal preference. Do you personally believe that the artist should get royalties for the rest of their life on a NFT that they sell? Or do you not? So if you don't, then you would go with a marketplace where you don't have to pay royalties. But if you do believe that the artist you know, should get some kind of uh, royalties, then stick with marketplaces that do. I think that's really the only way that it can be solved. Do you have anything like that you would add to that? Yeah, no, so like you say, Ty, it's all about what people want to do and, and giving them that choice. I mean, for me, from a personal perspective, I feel that artists should be honoured with secondary marketplace fees. They've taken the time to make this work. And it does give that difference. Obviously, you said that in, in the Web2 world, a lot of artists don't make money from that second use sale. And that's true. So but we don't have to be the same on the Web3. The problem is if artists don't receive that money, we might not see as creative an atmosphere in Web3 and, and NFTs as, as we have enjoyed uh, recently. They might be more taken up by VCs, for example, that want to make just pure money. And that creativity, creativity might actually disappear a little bit, which would be a shame because, as you know, over the last uh, year or two in, in the NFT space, the creativity has just bloomed. Thing I love to see and something I definitely uh, want to see more. Great question that's come up is is what can artists and creators do about this when it comes to um, uh, secondary royalties on the market? I think it is, it's good to remember that artists need to build a community when it comes to NFTs. And it's been great to see this. And if they build that community around uh, Webry, then they're going to have people that actually want to honor those uh, secondary sales. And they'll be using marketplaces and other platforms where they can actually do that. Again, it's the same where it was with Web2. Like artists would build a community and then they would basically get to know that community and be able to sell to them. I mean, it's exactly the same for Web3. And, and if they want to benefit from those um, royalties, then this is something that artists and creators would have to do in the space. Yeah, definitely. Just to go back to the Web2 thing, music artists get to benefit from royalties, as do certain kind of other artists as well. So, you know, it it is really a a choice, I guess. And if you are an artist and you do believe that you should get these royalties, then, you know, you can drive traffic to a certain marketplace that honors those royalties. I think that is probably your best bet from an artist's Mm -hmm. standpoint to keep these royalties coming in. But, you know, I think it also 
goes to intellectual property. Essentially, like if you sell an NFT and the intellectual property comes with it, you know, should you get the royalties from secondary sales of those NFTs? And I guess the other side of the argument with that is that you own the brand, the the collection name. So if I were to sell a Basefish Mafia or a Doodle, I don't own the Doodle name. I own the NFT and I own the IP for that, but I don't actually own the brand name, collection name. It's something that's going to be probably contested for a while. As like Web3 grows, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the powers that be govern this type of stuff on like a world scale. Web3 brings us all closer together. It's a much smaller world now. I'm not just dealing with a trademark in the United States. I'm now dealing with a trademark in Europe and in different countries. So this royalty discussion definitely adds to that, I think. Completely agree with that. And and like you said about the music business as well, it, it's been very interesting to see how that's translating into Web3 and obviously in the music industry with royalties, because a lot of the music industry still operates on an antiquated system. A lot of artists through that actually take a long time to get paid for their royalties, and it's quite hard for them to see that process of how they get paid. And transitioning to Web3 and hopefully in the future, what will happen a lot more is these musicians will be able to get paid their royalties instantly and the easier to, to follow the process of the, these royalties that they're being paid. So that's very exciting. And yeah, when it comes to IP, like you were saying, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. And obviously, recently, there's been conversations about uh, CCO contracts where I think it was Moonbirds that switched to a CCO contract because basically it's going to be easier for them to track the IP right, whether or not the community wanted that is, is another story and I'm sure there's lots of people out there who would agree or disagree. Yeah, I mean who knows what the future is going to hold. In my thoughts, I feel like standards might be implemented globally for royalty somehow. It all depends which way Web3 goes. It's a great point. I tell you one thing, I would definitely like the whole copyright trademark and licensing thing to be on like a global scale because (laughs) as it stands right now if you want to trademark something in web 3 you gotta pay a ton of money to get it trademarked in a lot of countries yeah it's not just one specific country is it you've got to figure out how to do that in um, multiple countries and like you say if it was standardized a bit more web 3 that would be extremely helpful yeah, I think the space and the rest of the world will definitely have to come to that point. It's the thing about progress. It can't be stopped and it ends up forcing hands, I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, as we sit right now, I don't think back in 2008, 2009, that we'd be talking so much about regulation. The United States right now has three pretty major bills on Congress right now dealing with cryptocurrency. And, you know, they're actually fairly favorable for crypto traders. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And like you say, if we go to the world scale, then there's other countries like, uh, is it Portugal, that just have no tax on crypto whatsoever. So you see a lot of uh, web free businesses popping up over there at the moment. I think it's just something that every country needs to figure out. I'm sure there'll be some more global unity at some point in the future. 100%. Jamie, last question here. You're a marketplace guy. So um, in terms of marketplace, 
What do you see for the future of marketplaces in this space? Uh, that's a great question. And uh, for, for what I see, I, I see them being a lot more secure. There's going to be a lot, more, a lot more seamless integration. And I still think there's going to be a lot more of them themselves. Uh, like we, we discussed a little earlier, there's going to be a lot more of a niche marketplaces for certain areas. For example, what we're doing at Real Nifty is we're going to be focusing on more of the art and creative and collectible side of things. But one of our big things is the having those logistics actually embedded directly into the marketplace. So there's going to be um, easily easy physical delivery of uh, products that are linked to any NFTs there. I feel like the secure and seamless aspects of marketplaces are going to continue to grow. With Real Nifty, we have the physical and digital aspect, which means we have the uh, logistics directly embedded into the marketplace, which I feel is going to be very important for the future of marketplaces, being able to integrate both Web2 and uh, Web3 worlds. People in the Web2 world want to discover Web3. They might feel a bit more comfortable if there's like a physical product attached, which can actually see and feel. So I think education is going to be an important part for marketplaces, as well as this uh, seamless integration and more usability for those users. That's, yeah, I, I love that. Um, the education part, especially. These marketplaces definitely need to focus some of their efforts on educating new users and onboarding people who aren't in the space yet. I would definitely like to see a lot more credit card connects niche marketplaces are popping up and there definitely will be more in the future but security is probably the biggest thing you know OpenSea is the biggest uh, marketplace you know they definitely need to focus more on security and listening to their users and i'm hoping that these new marketplaces that pop up are doing that um, we've seen so many in the past year that have popped up said they were trying to compete with OpenSea. They did some stupid coin drop to get a bunch of hype going. They've just fizzled out. So don't even get me started on the Coinbase marketplace. Yeah, there's uh, definitely a lot of opinions about that marketplace and uh, how it went. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I agree with everything you said. And I especially think that a lot of creators kind of want to have that niche created community for them. So they actually want marketplaces to help out a bit more with the sales and but yeah, security 100% is it's got to improve. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie, I really want to thank you so much for coming on NFT and Chill. It's been a real pleasure. That's been fantastic. Thanks for uh, inviting me along, Ty. Yeah, I look forward to, to hearing more of your amazing podcasts. Yeah, I appreciate that. So where, where can people find you in Real Nifty? Okay, so um, yeah, you can go to the Real Nifty website at the moment, which is realnifty.xyz. Um, I love hanging around on the LinkedIn platform, so uh, please uh, look me up on there. And I'm on uh, Twitter as Jamie P. Webfree. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thanks, Di. Cheers. And that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guest, Jamie, for coming on. Check out Real Nifty. This was a great conversation. It's definitely an interesting topic when you are tackling it from all these different angles. There are people who are right on both sides. There are definitely people whose opinions are correct. So make sure you're subscribed because you don't want to miss another episode. We got some really great guests coming. This is just the beginning. We have this really cool stuff that we're going to do with a bunch of artists who've been on the show. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Show podcast.